Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is episode 18, all about your About Me page. We're sharing some of the essential elements of an About Me page and how to use your About Me page to attract your ideal client. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you wedding rock star work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rock Your Wedding Biz. This is Renee Dallow, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mindy Marzik. Hello, everybody. And we are excited today because we're talking about you. Yes, you. All about, pun intended, you. Do you know what we're talking about? Can anyone guess? I wish people could interact so we could have like a raising of the hands. Yeah, I feel like people are talking to us. We just can't hear them. Today's episode is all about the About Me page on your website. Yep, everybody needs one. Otherwise, how are people going to learn about you? Yeah, yeah. And statistically, the About Me page is the second most traffic paged on a website. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. But it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Especially if your business name is not like ReneeDallow.com. Yeah, right? people are going to want to know what's the deal with the with who is running this business. Exactly. And not having an About page is super shady. <laughs> That's true, too. But we'll get yeah. to that later. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely want, even if it's not perfect, you definitely want to make sure that you have something on your website explaining who you are, what your business is, what's your deal. And, uh, but this episode is going to help you make your About Me page as perfect as it can be. Exactly. Because we know some of you don't like talking about yourselves. I don't know what that's like, but some of you don't (laughs) like, (laughs) some of you don't like writing about yourselves. And so we are here to give you some concrete tips and action steps. And we're going to get that about page looking spick and span for booking season. Yeah. So what we're going to do in this episode, just to lay it all out for you guys, is we're going to give you some general advice about the about me page, about the about me page. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about some elements of a good about me page. So this is kind of like a two part, two parter. So the first thing that you should know about your about me page is that it should be very easy to find on your homepage. Yes. So if someone's visiting your website for the first time, they should be able to look on your website, either on a desktop, laptop, or on a tablet or on mobile. And there should be a very easy way for the person to get to your about me page. So whether it is its own menu item, or if you have to put it on the sidebar or something like that, it should be very easy to find. And I actually like when the about me, like as a person on someone else's website, I actually like when the about me is the first one. So if it's like home and then right there about me, like right away. Yeah, I agree. It should be really, really easy to find. And also let's just call it about me. Or about us or about the team. Let's not make it some like weird, clever thing where you're like, is this the about me? Should I click yeah. on Yeah. You don't have to be cute all the time. <laughs> Sometimes, but you don't not have all to the be time. cute and clever all the time. Like just yeah. having about me or even just about is fine. Yeah. You don't want to confuse people right off the bat. Yes. 
Yeah, true. Especially for people who are finding you like on Pinterest or Google, they searched for a key phrase and then your website pops up and they don't know anything about you. So yeah, make sure that it's really, really easy to find. And uh, yeah, just label it about me. And then I have a controversial uh, statement to make. Oh, let's hear it. Your about me page, the copy, the words on that page should be in the first person, not the third person. And see, this is something that trips up a lot of people. And I will admit that I have like four different websites and I was going through some of my about me pages, cleaning them up the other day. And one of my about me pages is written in the third person. Am I a horrible person, Renee? <laughs> no, no. But but here's the thing. What, uh, which website is it? What, what, what are you selling through that website? It's my, what I call my resume site. So it's a site, it's mindyjoymedia.com. All it does is it lists all my different business ventures and the about page is written like a resume. Okay. So that's fine. If it's a service-based website, so like a wedding planner, even your social media management stuff, like if you're selling to a client, it needs to be in the first person because what you're trying to do is establish that no like and trust factor, right? Mm, yes. So if I go to someone's website and I want to hire them, even for like a virtual assistant, right? And their website is like, my name is Renee. I'm a virtual assistant. I graduated, blah, blah, blah. I don't, it's like, I don't know. But if it's like, hey, I'm Renee. I'm excited to be a virtual assistant. I like puppies and kittens and walking on the beach. I don't know. But it makes mm -hmm. me think like you're a real person that I would like to get to know. And therefore I will keep reading and clicking through this website layer after layer to learn more about you. I just find that a third person bio for a sales situation is just so impersonal. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I will say I do have a third person bio on my LinkedIn account. Mm, yes. Because that to me is like you said, more of a resume thing. It's like, this is what I, these are my accomplishments. This is what I'm doing. This is where you can find me. This is associations I'm, you know, I'm aligned with. Like that to me is more third person uh, appropriate. Cause on LinkedIn, you don't want to be like, Hey, I'm Renee. I live in LA with my handsome husband. Like nobody cares. Right. <laughs> but, but when you're trying to make a relationship with someone through the internet, and especially if they've come to your sales page, I mean, I'm sorry, if they've come to your about page, um, and you're trying to sell to them, I just think it has to be first person. I think it has to be personable. I think it has to be personal. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that a lot of people get tripped up with this is because, you know, websites are relatively new in the grand scheme of the world. <laughs> mm, um, it's true. And so some people who are of a certain age, they're used to writing resumes, they're used to writing advertisements in the third person. So making that kind of mental switch from writing in the third person to writing in the first person, it can be a little hard for people. And I think what you mentioned earlier about how it's difficult for us to talk about ourselves I think that comes into play too. And it's easier to write in the third person than the first person. But consider this a challenge for all you guys who write in the third person. Maybe, you know, see if you can switch it up to the first person. It shouldn't be that hard to just tweak a few words. It's true. And also, if, if you're working on a redesign of your website or just, you know, if you have the capability to add like little sidebars, what's always fun too is you don't have to write such a dense copy about like me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. You have to just pepper in like things about yourself, plus things that relate to your client. You know, a, an interesting school of thought for the about me page is that the about me page should actually be about what you can do for your client. And I, I agree with that to some extent. 
I think that we should be talking about the things about us that also serve the client. So on my About Me page, it says something about how my background in theater, in professional theater and fine dining hospitality, you know, have created like a perfect wedding planning machine or something funny like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking about myself and I'm talking about my history, but I'm talking about it in a way that also clues my client into like how these quirks about me help them. Yeah, totally. And yeah, there should be a good balance between talking about yourself and also speaking to your ideal client because you do want to attract your ideal client and hook them to your business and your website and your your product or service. Yeah. Can I tell you a funny about me story yes. uh, with one of my clients? So a few years ago, I had this like dr- the dreamy, dreamy, dreamy clients, just the ones that are just like hilarious and lovely. And just, we just had a ball planning together. Like they hired me from before they even had a wedding date. And I was so sad when that wedding ended. But right when, uh, right after they hired me, we started going on these road trips to find their perfect venue. And one day we were like literally sitting at Chipotle. And I was looking at these two, like, all like lovey eyed, like, how did I get these amazing clients? And I just flat out said, like, what made you guys book me? Just because I was so curious. And we had that kind of relationship where I could just ask them. Yeah. And, and the bride said, well, I stalked you online. And then I read all of your reviews, which seemed too good to be true, which I thought was interesting. Topic topic for another, another podcast. And I went to your about page and you listed your favorite movie as When Harry Met Sally. And that's my mom's favorite movie. And that's my favorite classic movie. Of course, side note, slit my wrists, right? Classic movie. <laughs> and so I knew we would all get along. Oh, that's so cute. She literally booked me for her wedding because we had the same favorite classic movie. Yeah. At least she didn't say vintage. Yeah, right. I would have been like, oh, kill me now. But I think about that so every so often. Because it's like, this is, she gave me several thousand dollars to plan her wedding because we had the same favorite movie. That's crazy, but it's true. Yeah. But I mean, that's what you, that's what the about page, about me page is for is you put all this stuff out into the universe and you attract your ideal client. So I love that. It's so true. And then, you know, if there's anyone out there who doesn't like when Harry met Sally, they're not going to call me and that's fine too. Cause maybe we wouldn't get along. I don't know. Yeah, Totally. So, and I have that on a sidebar, like little, you know, cute little graphic you can see on the Moxie Bright events website. I also have things on there. Like, I think it says like Renee's favorite things. And it's like spicy tuna rolls, a Moscow mule, um, when Harry met Sally. And like, I've had other clients buy me like Moscow mule mugs. Cause they saw it on the website that I love it. Oh, I love that. It just makes more of a connection, yes. you know? Yeah. When we get down to the elements of the good about me page, we're going to talk a little more about showing your personality and and putting some of those fun facts in there and how to come up with fun facts about yourself, because sometimes that's hard <laughs> to do. It's true. So we'll, it's true. we'll talk about that a little further down. Um, the, the next thing that I want to talk about from a technical standpoint before we get into actual content of the about me page is the fact that you should be breaking up your about me page text into several paragraphs. And you want to do that because probably around 60 to 70% of your website traffic is coming from a mobile phone. So it's very, the print is very tiny and people don't want to read large blocks of text. They just, people don't have time for that. They want to skim, they want to jump around, they want to look for keywords, and they can't do that in just a huge block of text. So make sure that you break out your your text into several different paragraphs. Let me ask you, Mindy, do you ever read, if you you are on a website, on a laptop or mobile, either one, when you are confronted with a giant page of text, do you read it? No, of course not. 
No, I don't read it either. I skim it. I skim it. I'll look for like certain words and then I just like, I get annoyed and I click off. Yes. Isn't that a weird thing that we do now? Because like a few years ago, I think my answer probably would have been different. No, it's definitely a sign of the times. Things have changed. People have shorter attention spans. It's getting smaller and smaller every year, year over year. Uh, and so the best way to combat that is to just break up your text. And this isn't just the about me page. It's this way for mm -hmm. blog posts. It's this way for any page mm -hmm. on your website. Just make sure that things are spaced out a little bit because if someone's confronted with a full uh, phone screen full of text, they're just not going to read it. Yeah, I agree. And people like the negative. Your eye wants the negative space. They want that white space. Yeah. So just a little technical tip there for you, because personally, I'm... I'm a little tired of seeing huge blocks of text on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like making me want to go to see, like, look at my website on a mobile. And you're like, oh God, is it a giant thing of text? I don't think well, it is. Sometimes, but I'm going to check it later. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get around it. Like sometimes there's just needs to be a big chunk of text, a big paragraph of text. And that's okay. But do your best to kind of break it up into, into small paragraphs. Love it. All right. So now do you want to dive into what an About Me page should look like oh yeah because you know what i've seen a lot of about me pages that don't have some of these things and it's weird yeah so these are kind of we're going to give you a few different elements that every good about me page should have the first thing it should have is a nice photo of yourself all right let's talk about a nice photo of yourself for a second it should not be a selfie correct should not be taken with an iphone if you can tell that it's taken with an iphone yeah, like no like grainy, blurry, weird filters, yep. anything like that. Yep. It should not have weird shadowy lighting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna say something again, controversial. You should be looking at the camera. Oh. I have a lot of wedding planner friends out there, and you know who you are when you're listening, who like to take put photos on their about page of them looking down at a table setting mm -hmm. with half their hair in their face. And I get it, but that doesn't inspire trust, confidence, and knowing you. It actually looks like you're hiding a little. We want to see your face. Look directly at the camera. Yeah, people want to make that connection with you, and you got to see your eyeballs to do that. Eyeballs. Uh, it also should look like you currently. Yes, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves: is when people get like overly made up and go do a headshot and post that all over their website, and then when you meet that person, they look absolutely nothing like that photo. And it makes for awkward in-person conversations, right? Yes. Because a lot of times, like I'll be going to an event and I'll, I'll be like, oh, who's going to be there? I don't know that person. And I'll look them up or look up on their website or even their Instagram, whatever you're using a headshot. And I'll think, okay, this person is like mid twenties, blonde, uh, you know, looks tall. And then I'll see them and they're brunette in their forties. And, and I'm like, oh, this must be a very old photo yes of you. And you can't say that, of course, but you're like, oh, I didn't recognize yeah. you. Yeah. The photo on your about me page should look like the way that you look every day. I'm not saying don't put on yeah. some makeup and don't curl your hair or don't put on a tie and look, look nice, but yes. you know, it should look like you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Do, us, do, do everybody a favor, make it look like you. Also, when you're meeting your clients, you know, you want them to be like, oh, I recognize you from your website. Yes. Yes. And not like, who is this woman walking up to me at Starbucks? <laughs> yes, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So the next thing that you should have on your about me page is when you get into the text portion of it, obviously you should introduce yourself and tell everyone the brief story of how your business got started and why people love origin stories. Mm -hmm. 
just share a little bit about why you were drawn to the industry that you're in, how you got started, where you are now. Uh, just kind of answer like the who, what, why of your business and just give people just a little bit of that backstory. Can I say one caveat to that? Sure. Or, or a challenge to that? Because I, I agree with you 100%. You absolutely have to give your own personal context as to why you are where you are right now. However, if I see one more wedding professional write on their website, I'm, I do weddings because I love weddings and I've always loved weddings. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I think that is a generic answer. You can do better. Yes. So that is my challenge to everyone listening. If you are sitting there in your car and you're thinking, oh God, Renee's got my number. She's I haven't looked at your website. I just know that 90% of them say, I'm in, I plan weddings because I love weddings. There's got to be another reason. Yeah. Weddings make everybody happy. So yeah. And if they didn't, then you shouldn't be doing this, but there has to be another reason, right? There has to be something else. I'm going to challenge you today to dig down. And if you rewrite nothing else on your about page, take off that sentence and replace it with something more meaty. Yeah. Something a little more personal. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to, again, it's all about making that connection with your potential client. So really give them the story of like why you love weddings. Yes, we all love weddings and weddings are beautiful and it's a beautiful industry and everyone love is fun. Everyone loves love. <laughs> that, true. that goes without saying, but there, there's got to be a reason why you chose the profession that you did. Maybe it's not the most interesting story. Like some people are just like, I was working this other job and then bam, this happened to me and I knew I found my calling. You know, not everyone can have that type of story, but maybe you grew up and you always loved fashion or you always loved painting. Like there's, there's gotta be something. So give us, give everybody Mm -hmm. a little something when you talk about the story of, of how you got into your business. Absolutely. All right. The next item is share some fun facts about yourself. Like Renee was talking about earlier with her Harry Met Sally and Moscow Mules. I love a fun fact. I actually look for them on people's pages. Oh, do you? I do because it makes me feel like I know them better. Yeah. And it also gives you something if you know you're going to meet somebody or if you run into someone at a business event, you know, you already know a little bit about them. Yeah. I mean, I always look at other people's pages just to see like, if I don't know them already, be like, is there anything I can, I can make a connection with there. And like on my, you know, Renee loves column, it says like, I love mac and cheese. And I do, if I'm somewhere (laughs) and someone remembers that I love mac and cheese, like, oh, there's mac and cheese over there. You love it. I'm like, oh my God, I love you. You know, it's like an instant connection. Or like, if I'm out with my clients and they're like, this place is known for mac and cheese. I'm like, I'm in, right. It just makes you feel more comfortable with everyone. Yeah. And this shouldn't be um, too hard. I mean, everyone has things that they love. It doesn't have to be quirky. You don't have to, you don't have to be overly impressive or overly, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Like precious or or overly anything really. Just just share what you love. Yes. Share. Yeah. Be yourself. And again, like you should be showing your personality through the whole page, but this is like the optimal place to talk about yourself and show your personality and talk about the things that you love. Like my every about me page ever written about me will say that I love Disneyland because I've always loved Disneyland. I go to Disneyland all the time. It's going to be with me forever. I don't care. Like I am known as the girl who loves Disneyland. And it's not like a lot of people like Disneyland. I'm not special. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? You're very special. Oh, well, thank you, Renee. But yeah, I mean, that's part of my personality. People know that about me. So yeah, just think of those things you love. And if you really are struggling, uh, call someone or talk to your mm-hmm. spouse or talk to a business bestie and ask them, like, 
what are the things you know about me? Like what, what drinks do I always order when we go out? Like I just yeah. can't, think of, I, I'm not sure. Like what am I known for? So you can enlist other people to help you with your fun facts. Oh yeah. And to be honest, I've written a fair amount of my friends about pages. Oh really? Well, yeah. Like they'll send me what they think it should be. And I'm like, uh, no. And then I'll just start changing things. And like, you don't, you're not like this. You're more like this. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. Wow. <laughs> you know, not to say that I want to do it for all the listening viewers. I was going to say, you might have a little new side hustle. Please, yeah. Please don't email me to, re- to rewrite your about page. Um, <laughs> but you know what? My about page also has um, my core values for Moxie Bright on there, uh-huh. which has been really um, like interesting for me as a business owner, because I really wanted to put my core values for the business out there somewhere in the web on the website. And I wasn't quite sure where. So when we were developing my website, my web designer said, I think they should go on your about me page, but under your but under like your blurb. And I was like, well, let's see. And I have so many clients that reference them. Let's let's back up a little bit. Tell everyone yeah. what you mean by core values. Okay. So when I rebranded Moxie Bright, I did a lot of the back end work, you know, to figure out like what the new brand was going to be. And all I kept coming back to was this list I had made about like, what are the key things I want to communicate with my business? And so for me, it was, I made this list of like Moxie Bright believes in fun, personalization, hospitality, respect, and philanthropy. And so I kept making my decisions on the design and on the copy based on those things. And then it occurred to me that like, I should put those things on the website too. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted people who are coming to me to know what my philosophy was. Right. And if you don't like the philosophy behind these, then I, then it's cool. We're not meant to be right. So you know, um, one of them says like, and they, they have like the title and it's pretty. And then underneath like personalization says underneath, we believe your wedding should be a fantastic representation of you and your partner and your unique story. No quote. This is how we always do it here. So mm. to me, it's like, if someone reads that and if it's like a bride who doesn't really want to include her partner in the planning, then like, maybe she's not for me, you know? Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like when a business makes a mission statement, it's kind of yes. the thing that that the employees go back to all the time when they are working the business. Right. And so the like core values. I like that. The core values always. And like philanthropy is on there too. So it's like I say we believe in giving back. For every mm-hmm. wedding, Moxie Bright Events plans, a donation is made to a female entrepreneur through our friends at Kiva.org. And I've been doing that since day one. It's not a huge part of my website. I'm not like very much into like, you know, yelling it from the rooftops, but sure but it's on there and I'm proud of it. And so I want people to know about it. And I I felt like this was a good place to also put, you know, these values basically. And I think that it's, if you have a business for any length of time and, and you really sit down and think about it, you have core values for your business too. And sometimes it's useful to share those with the audience. Yeah. I feel like we could do a whole episode on how to develop your core values because I don't, I have like an elevator pitch, but I don't have anything like that, that really like cements my business. Yeah, let's totally do one on core values. Stay tuned, guys. It's coming. Okay. So after the story of your business, your fun facts, you want to include some kind of call to action. You want to tell the users what to do next. Now, Mindy, give us some examples of what a call to action sounds and looks like, because I think sometimes people get confused. Yeah, of course. So what you basically don't want to do is you don't want someone to visit your About Me page and then click away without taking any further action. So at the bottom of your About Me page, you can say, want to discuss more? Here's my email. Please email me. That's a call to action. Mm -hmm. You can say, join my email newsletter. 
Mm-hmm. That's a call to action. You could put one. you could put your most popular blog post or a link to maybe your three most popular blog posts and say, if you want to learn more about my business, here are these blog posts. Oh, I like that. Something like that. Just something that either gets them to email you, sign up for your email newsletter, visit a different page on your website. Maybe you want to point people to your gallery or your sales page even. Uh, something. You just, you want to direct them to go somewhere. You don't want to just talk about yourself and then stop. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. On on my wedding planning website, under my uh, about me, it says contact me and see if your wedding date is available. Oh, that's a good one. It doesn't say like, contact me if you want to. It's giving them like a concrete action. Right. And I uh, did some research on the back end uh, when my site launched. So that was a while ago now. Um, that a lot of people did click on that because it was a very mm. specific thing. Yes. Contact me and see if your wedding date is available. Now on the other pages, it's not, it's not worded that way. And that's, and that was on purpose just to see like, if that would get more traction than the others. Interesting. The other ones say like, contact me, let's talk to talk about your wedding, you know, but that was, I wanted a very pointed one to see like what would happen. And it gets a lot of clicks. No, that's great. That's a great idea. Yeah. So just some type of, and if you, If you're having trouble thinking of something, the easiest one is just to say something like, please contact me to see if your date's available or to have, you know, to speak further about your event, something like that. Like that's the easiest route. Yeah. And make sure that link works. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you list your email, make sure that it works. Yeah. No fun clicking on something and being like, oh, I got an error page. Oops. Yeah. So aside from your call to action, which probably does include your email, if it doesn't include your email, make sure that your email is somewhere within that about me page and also include links to your social media sites so that people can follow you other places. Yeah, I'm actually looking at my about me page and mine does not have my social links right there. My social links are on my homepage. I think I'm going to add those to my about me page, probably like right under my photo. That makes a lot of sense. It doesn't take you know, too much time to just include a link to your Instagram, your Pinterest, your Facebook page or Facebook group, whatever you have, uh, and just let them know that there's other places that people can find you. Yeah. It's super easy. And again, like you said, if it's the second most visited page on your website, you want to make sure that you're using all that available space to get people to join your other your other networks, whether it's your email list or your Instagram. Yeah. So include those links at the bottom. And then the final thing that we want to make sure we touch on is thank them for reading. If they got to the bottom of your about me page, they deserve a thank you. Right. Cause that's, you yeah, know, that's, I love that. I don't have that now and I need to add it. Yeah. People's, <laughs> yeah, people's time is precious. So if someone read through your whole about me page, they deserve a thank you. It can be something like, thank you so much for visiting with an exclamation point and a smiley face if you want to, an emoji. <laughs> um, but yeah, something that just says thank you. Like a thumbs up? Yeah, a cute thumbs up emoji. <laughs> you made it to the end. Yes, thank kidding. you so much. I mean, it's a big deal. <laughs> Think about all the websites that you read. Do you make it to the end of everyone? No. Oh, God, no. Yeah. So just give them a little bit of props for visiting. I love it. And then if you want to be extra and you're comfortable on camera, this is a lot of ifs. If you want to be extra, if you're comfortable on camera, if you can do it with in a professional setting again, so no, like holding the camera up in your, you know, in your, in your car, that's not what we're talking about here. You can include a short like minute promo video on your about me page. Yes. These are becoming more and more popular. 
Yes. And if you do that, I would put it first on the page. Yes. I would not set it to autoplay because that is very bad for brides and grooms who are planning their wedding from work. <laughs> yeah. You don't want anything on your site that's going to automatically play music and, and get them no. called out. <laughs> it is not 2007. No autoplay. Yeah. Thank you very much. But, and, and I mean, think about what industry we're in. We're in the wedding industry. There's videographers everywhere. And I'm sure that there can be a um, quid pro quo if you want to get a promo video for your business. Um, Or even like if you are working at a wedding and you know there's going to be a videographer, see if you can pay them or do something in trade Mm -hmm. to get some footage of you working. Yep. If you can do a one minute video that is interspersed with you talking direct to camera with a little bit of behind the scenes footage, that's gold. Because let me tell you something. None of our clients, wedding clients, that is, know what we do during a wedding day. Mm -hmm. They don't. The day of the wedding, they're always amazed. They're like, especially with a wedding planner, like, I had no idea you did all these things. I'm like, well, I've told you this for months now, (laughs) but it's different when you see it, right? They don't understand that the photographer's running around. They don't understand that the videographer's running or the florist is climbing on ladders and hanging things and installing. They just don't know. They just don't know what they don't know. But if you have a little promo video talking direct to camera about your love for flowers and your passion for flowers and your design aesthetic. And then, then they see you on a ladder hanging things and like laughing. Ha ha ha. Amazing. Yes. They'll give you all their money. <laughs> Guaranteed. You heard it here first. No, but this is something, <laughs> I mean, this uh, obviously, like we said, if you want to be a little bit extra, I mean, this is obviously a top of the line uh, element to an about me page. But I think mm-hmm. that if you are in the luxury market, or if you sell a very high-end product, or if you just want to bump up your business a little bit, a promo video is going to go a long way. Because you know what? Even though video, we've been talking about video on websites and YouTube has been a thing for ages now, most wedding professionals do not have a video on their About Me page. So at this point in time, at the time we're recording this, it will go a long way. Yeah. And I'll also add not just the luxury industry, but if you are someone who is getting inquiries from quote unquote, the wrong clients. Mm. Yeah. Good point. Putting a video. Yeah. Putting a video of yourself out there will definitely separate your fans from your foes, right? Mm. If you have a video of yourself talking direct to camera, if someone's not into you, your vibe, they're not going to email. They're not going to reach out to you. Yeah. You're going to save so much time in like getting the wrong inquiries, sifting through them. You don't want the wrong ones. You just want the very, very, very right ones. Yeah. So it's a bit of an investment, but I think that it pays off in spades for sure. I completely agree. And then the last tip, which I feel like we say this about everything, but (laughs) your about me page is not just something that you touch once and leave and forget it. Yes. You have to go in every six months at least. Yeah. Refresh the headshot at least, right? Put in a new headshot. Tweak the copy. Also, Google likes when you rewrite your copy. Yeah. And it definitely, it shouldn't be something that's stagnant. I mean, especially if you created your website and you've been in the industry for like 10 years, things change and things change pretty rapidly now. So yeah, you can definitely go in like I, <laughs> I, when we were preparing for this, I looked at my about me page and on my fun facts, it said that I love to do yoga. I haven't been to a yoga class in over a year. So that was a lie. <laughs> I mean, I do yoga at home, but I, I'm not as into the yoga as I was a couple years ago. So I was like, oh, well, time to take that out. I mean, yeah. it's the smallest thing. Cause if someone asks me about yoga, I'm going to be like, oh gosh, no, that's old. That's outdated. I don't go to yoga anymore. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm looking at my about page at the moment and it right in, in my um, 
in my copy, I say, I can't say no to anything Kate Spade, a well-made Bellini or a weekend getaway. Those things are all still very true. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think we have, it's okay to get specific, right? So I say a well-made Bellini, Mm -hmm. you know what a Bellini is? Like peach puree and champagne. It's my favorite. You can actually stumble across a horribly, horribly made Bellini. So you have to be specific. (laughs) Yeah. It needs to be like real fresh peach puree. Anyway, the point is that get specific, right? Yeah. It's okay to like really niche these little fun facts down. The the devil's in the details, you know, that's people want to know the very specific, like saying you love flowers is fine, but saying you love garden roses and anemones is a different thing. Yeah. And tastes and likes change. So just make sure that you're going in and freshening it up a couple times a year. Uh, especially, you know, if you get, we always recommend getting your website redone every couple years, you know, um, for, for new branding and giving it a little bit of a, a facelift. Uh, don't just take the copy from your current about me page, you know, make sure that you take a look at it and update anything that needs to be updated. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like this was a really good episode. I feel like we gave a lot of value here and I hope that everyone is pressing pause on this after, you know, after our outro music plays, of course, of course. and then course. rushing to their about page to, uh, to make some tweaks. And if you guys change anything, if you were inspired by this episode, we'd love to hear about it. Yes, we'd love to hear from you guys. We love the DMs. We love it. We love if you join the Facebook group, uh, which we'll link to in the show notes. We love when you leave us a review. You guys are killing it with the reviews. And I cannot say how happy we are. We are shouting out to you on our Instagram every week. Every new review gets a shout out. So leave us a review and we will shout out to you. Yes. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at rockyourweddingbiz. And you can go to rockyourweddingbiz.com to find the show notes. Yay. We will see you guys on the next episode. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.